0: This is David Bateson, the voice of Agent 47, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Welcome one, welcome all, to episode 164 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, February 11th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we'll take a look at the impressive release of Hogwarts Legacy. We'll find out just what's going on with Atomic Heart, and Jedi Survivor marketing has now begun. As always, we hope you enjoy. Logan, as always, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, my friend, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. What a crazy week
1: of gaming it has been. Like, we got a ton of news for all kinds of stuff, and... Mm
0: I, I just, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to talk about everything. Let's, let's talk about everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm right with you. Uh crazy week of news. It's like, that's been happening pretty regularly lately. Um, before we get to our shout outs and such, I just want to note, did you see Nintendo straight up copied the Xbox direct formula? Oh yeah.
1: Really, really smart of them. I think they might go someplace one day with that kind of, uh, with that mm-hmm. kind of approach. You know, I mm-hmm. think they They probably could have, like, you know, gotten the actual devs to come out of their cages to talk about the game, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's baby steps, baby steps,
0: baby steps. Nintendo, you'll get there, I guess, uh, with these directs. Maybe another hundred years. Yeah, maybe uh, these directs and and just like, like, I don't even know why why they think we wouldn't notice that they straight up copy the formula, Uh, and then they shadow drop something. Like, come on, I
1: know, right? Crazy. It's, It's almost like they've been sitting on games waiting for Xbox to make their move, so they can try and like go one up try yeah. and one up
0: yeah like that, they're just, that's, yeah well, well that's actually how long-term business works man that's what they uh, do you uh, you you just sit on stuff to not make money and then you're like oh my opponent did something let's make money
1: it's crazy yeah next crazy. thing you know they'll, they'll like just watch I, how much you want to bet like in you know, a in a couple of weeks or so sony will try and try and do the same exact thing
0: yep you're probably probably happen. within four weeks they're gonna have yeah. some sort of direct or state of I don't know, state, state of, of gaming, state, state of, of play, play, maybe? I don't know, whatever they call
1: it. State of player, state of applause.
0: Who knows? Yeah, it's crazy talk, crazy talk. But yeah, great week of news. Excited <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, we must first, there it is. That's what I wanted. Uh, we must first, of course, give shout outs to those who have made our gaming weeks better. And uh, Logan, this week, I want to shout out two fantastic gentlemen, content creators, uh, Pong Soul and Fun Speculation. Uh, great dudes. I jumped into the chat over uh, the Xbox Ultimate podcast. It was great to just listen to them talk shop. Sometimes, I don't know if you have this problem, sometimes as content creators, we get so focused on our own stuff, we forget to, or we don't have time, rather, to go into like live chats or whatnot and just go visit other people. And so it was cool to just go in and listen to them talk. But uh, yeah. Pong Soul and Fung Fung Speculation. Uh, If you know those guys and gents uh, over in the Twitterverse and such, please let them know. I gave them some love because they're like me. They're doing a thousand things. Uh, They may not get uh, to track every little thing. So give them them some love if you haven't already. Uh, Logan, who is your gaming shout-out this week? Who's made your gaming week better?
1: Well, I, I have a, a couple uh, folks. First, I want to thank um, uh, Kevin the Muffinmon uh, mm-hmm. over and, and mostly just because over on their, their Xbox show, mm-hmm. I usually drop in. And start to chat with them. And I actually try to get into as many of the the Xbox uh, podcasts that live stream when I can, but I'm usually at work. But um, always willing to to take in the the chat when they're doing their show. And I just I love that they they draw attention to how other people are feeling about the the topics that they're going on. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to thank my wife, who will never listen to this, but yeah. um, she she was kind enough. She knew like what I wanted to play this week, and she let me have full access to the, the TV that's got the system hooked up to it. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I got to play all the game gaming I want this week, and I got a ton of hours in, which is like a part-time job at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I wanted to thank her for just being the awesome wife that she
0: is. Dude, straight up, I know exactly what you mean. Like, you'll they'll never listen, but it feels good to, to give them that love, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. Uh, I think you're alluding, of course, to Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm stoked to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, Stoked, stoked, stoked uh, to hear your thoughts on it. I've really enjoyed seeing a lot of the gameplay and stuff. So that's going to be a fun topic for sure. Uh, But before we do, good sir, my new favorite segment of our show, the Patreon shout outs. Remember guys, you can follow us over on patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass. Throw us some support there. Uh, With the first month I was actually able to get a keyboard and mouse Uh, I got them on clearance, Logan. I got the Razer Halo Infinite ones. No way. Oh, so tempted. Yeah, they were on clearance. So like that was definitely something I wasn't planning on. Uh, But right now I'm kind of using Patreon funds to push towards a a new computer. So uh, we can do better video stuff, which is dope. So, but yeah, let's do these shout outs, man. Let's do these shout outs. Uh, Tier uh, tier two and three over on Patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass. Uh, We begin with... met without fear the lord james suddy we've activated him brendan brendan myers the winter gamer sony's vp of marketing kevin butler clint combs dj hero and logan if you would we've got a new patreon member that deserves a shout out this week give him some love welcome dano 12 Dano is the man. So cool uh, to see his name pop up on there. Uh, And I even did like this like thing on Twitter where I put his like Twitter face, uh, like his handle picture, like (laughs) scrolled it in there with an animation. I don't know. I was having fun. It was just shooting it. But yeah, man, thanks to those guys. They are amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic folks. Thank you all so much for the support too. It is really helping Luke in ways he will, he will be able to get the hair implants that he wants in this, in the near future. We're going to get
0: there. Everybody thinks I'm going bald because I have thin hair. (laughs) I'm not going bald. My hairline has not receded. Uh, hair is not going to be thinner. (laughs) Is that why the hat's there? Is that what's going on?
1: I love this hat. It's like one of my favorite hats, but it's one of those things where I I just, like I'm fine being bald. I don't wear a hat all the time, Mm -hmm. but there's times where I don't shave my head, so it looks like I'm like some sort of weird mole rat thing with the, like the short stubbly hair everywhere. So yeah, I know, right. It's but it, like okay, I'll I'll take off.
0: Oh, here we are. Video this, list. This, oh, this, wow, probably. I
1: had no I thought you were pure bald. No, no, no. No. I have I have a lot of growth. It's just the top. I got the monk patch. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those weird things where I just haven't gotten around to actually like shaving my head. So mm-hmm. You're I a, get a lazy. young
0: Jean-Luc Picard, sir. Right? Oh,
1: man, what a compliment that is. Damn. I'll take a that suave individual.
0: I'm excited for Picard season three. I'm just saying, just
1: saying. I, 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 I don't want to do, I don't want to do Paramount plus because I hate the app, but I really it's do want to watch. The, it's terrible. But
0: I really what, You don't do want to watch Halo again? <laughs>
1: well, I'm you know, shocked. it being the premier video game TV show that follows canon so well. Mm-hmm. How could I not? Uh, no, I, I watched that show once and I was absolutely done with it. Um, yep. I do want to watch Picard, though. <laughs> It makes yep. sound. I, I agree. I agree.
0: Weird tangent uh, we went off. Hey, man, here we are. This is what's going on. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. All right. <laughs> well, let's begin with our first topic. Uh, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy is out. Uh, it is out to rave reviews, I might add. PlayStation Universe and Lifestyle and Game Rant all. Uh 9.599. 9, 9. It it nine at press start, nine at Xbox Era, nine at IGN, eight at X eight at Push Square, VGC gave it an eight, six Axis gave it a seven, PC Games seven, games radar three point five out of five. This ended with an eighty-six Metacritic at the time that I pulled this and an eighty-six on open critic as well. Turns out this here wizard game, my friend, pretty darn popular, even breaking some records over on. Uh, concurrent players of steam pretty wild man you got your hands on this one yeah yeah so i i pre-ordered it
1: uh on playstation 5 i wanted to get the the extra exclusive content that they Mm -hmm. that they did because that's they got the marketing deal for it so Mm -hmm. you know they wanted to to take on that that beast of a thing um and i've i've actually been really loving it To, to give a little bit of context um I was not a, a Harry Potter fan at first when the books came out. I got into mm-hmm. the books about when the fourth one came out. And mm-hmm. after that I started, it was about the time that the, the movie started coming out, I think actually. Um, so it might've been even later into the book series, but I've been, I've watched all the movies. I grew, I, I grew to really love that franchise and those characters. Um, I think Snape is one of my favorite characters in, in ever. Uh and i've you know i've got tattoos of hogwarts i've went to the universal studio stuff so my opinion take it with a grain of salt because i am very biased to this world uh i got my wife into it she she's absolutely loves the, the franchise because of this we've had numerous trips to hogwarts uh over at universal studios florida so when i lo- when i saw this game i thought I know that there is a lot of controversy around it, and I, I respect the people who have decided that they don't want to support J.K. Rowling, and I and I 100% agree with the reasons for it. I don't think that there's any doubt as to why people would want to boycott this or not give her money, um, but I'm separating myself and making making a choice that, that falls in line with what I believe and how I will decide to move forward in other situ- situations as well to And where I spend my money and how I can support those that deserve it, Mm -hmm. um, even if I have to give money to someone else that I don't necessarily want to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So to look at Hogwarts Legacy as a game, I think Hogwarts Legacy as a game has done what I think everyone expected after Breath of the Wild came out, which we knew it would kind of take a few years for people to kind of start learning about the design language of what made Breath of the Wild interesting and I, and I forgive me if I'm going to be comparing this, but what Hogwarts legacy does is it takes the idea of the film and it copies the pacing of that. So when you're playing through the story, you're kind of kicked off uh, at the start and you're told you are special. You are able to do things that not many people are ever able to do. And you decide, and you're being carted off to Hogwarts to go learn. And it does a really good job of ramping up the story right from the get-go. Like something dramatic happens before you even get to this to the castle, and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is this they're serious about this. They're really gonna uh, take this game seriously." Um, and then you get to the school, and then the school is like, "All right, you're in school. You need to go to classes." And then as you're going to classes, you start meeting other students, and then you start forming relationships, and then those relationships take you to places that will then uncover more news. Or more information about that exciting thing that happened to you before school that you haven't been able to talk to anyone about because it's all got to kept very hush hush. Mm-hmm. So then you go back to prof- excuse me, Professor Fig, um, who's kind of with you from the start, teaching you how to, how to be a wizard and stuff, and tell him all the stuff that you found out about. And then it kind of kicks off the rest of the main narrative and stuff. All mm-hmm. the meanwhile, you're getting into the little weird hijinks and stuff that happened. Same thing with the films. So they've done a fantastic job and I don't know why people who are looking at this are saying that the story is weird or it doesn't know where to go or it keeps pushing you in different directions because from my perspective, I see exactly what happens. Harry and the, Harry and the kids get in trouble. Uh, they have to go to classes. They find out something as they're kind of working things out. They go back and get into more trouble and it just slowly kind of fil- do- does that loop till you get mm-hmm. to the end of the film. With the game as a, a whole, I will say that the music is not spot on John Williams. I don't think they wanted to do that. I think they wanted to kind of respect and keep John Williams music separate. There are definitely little sections that sound exactly like what John Williams has has created, but they've kept the tone and the theme very close. So everything has little hints that remind you of what John Williams has written, but it is not exactly that. The combat is fantastic um i think the the spells that they give you feel fluid they feel like stuff that you would normally do in in just about any action rpg you know you've got blocks you've got parries you have got uh heavy attacks and you've got light attacks and you combine those in a way that really feels natural and the canon has always supported all of the spells that you have so when you do a spell you know the spell from the books from the from the movies and one of the interesting things about this being an open world game is that uh luke Luke, you've played through games where you've had to go stealth right sure absolutely so usually when stealth happens stealth is like now i'm crouched Mm -hmm. and there's usually tall grass that you have to wander through or you have to hide to it yeah Yeah, stuff that you have to hide behind. In Hogwarts Legacy, the canon is such that they have a spell that just turns you invisible. And it makes sense because it's a spell, it's magic, Mm -hmm. and it just works. There's another spell that, you know, in in most games uh, like this where you have to go stealth, you have the ability to kind of sense other people in the area, right? Hogwarts got that covered. There's a spell called Revelio. And you just you cast it and you can see where other people are, where other points of interest are. And it makes Mm -hmm. sense because it's all something that has actually been established in the lore. Mm -hmm. And they have stuff like that throughout the entire game. So as you're kind of wandering through the world, you start to notice um, all the different things that you would do in a normal open world RPG Mm -hmm. are all things that actually make sense. Because in the world, those types of elements have been built into the canon and it, it fits better than oh, I have a Sheikah Slate and my Sheikah Slate has got this power to be able to lift things up, to move things, to make things magnetized, to freeze water, stuff like that. Hogwarts has already got that built into their story, into their world. So when you're learning these spells by going to the classes and then progressing the story, it all makes sense because you're just doing things that you've learned in class. And it's not like, oh, I just happened to stumble upon a thing that gave me a bunch of power. And now I have to work out how that power works. And I'll go through a little tutorial. It's like, you don't have to do that. You learn the spell from other people. And then once you've learned that spell, you just go out into the world and start applying it to the different areas. And then you start noticing that kind of like, oh, this little area here's locked or this little, har- this little area needs to have something done to it that's tied to some sort of ancient magic and stuff. And you just, you start to uncover some of these puzzles and things. And I really love that aspect of the world. Um, let me know if I'm going on too long about this.
0: I'm enjoying hearing you talk. Very thorough. This is good. Keep it coming, please. Because i it's, i have I've yet to start it. I was ending up. I was finishing other games. So I'm. Yeah. I'm. This is good for me. Keep it coming. Because you're making me excited as a non Harry Potter fan. I'm like, oh, I'm in on this.
1: The, I want to talk about the castle, um, real quick, because Hogwarts Castle is at its base something that reminds me a lot of what Cyberpunk 2077 did with Night City. Night City is like a, a living, breathing place it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a character more than the actual characters in a lot of the story hogwarts is like that hogwarts has uh each house has their own common room and that common room is available to only the the only to the people that are of that house so i've wandered around trying to find the different houses for each of the different uh school houses um so like hufflepuff slytherin gryffindor i can't get into them and that tracks because I shouldn't be able to get into them. They're only for those those characters. But I can play through the game at a different time, choose a different house, and be able to get to that common room. But for the time being, I will always be able to go into the uh, Ravenclaw one. The different kind of areas of the castle are all themed in a slightly different way they've all got different kind of colors um, motifs music even there's portraits that play music or um, magical instruments that play uh, uh, you know classical music and stuff and and you can start to kind of remember where places are based on how it looks and how it sounds in those areas Mm -hmm. and it's all tied together They've never done a thing where like there is there is the loading screen thing that happens when you open a door. But that typically happens when you go from indoors to outdoors. Like if you're crossing over a bridge from one part of the castle to the other, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. But I think that because this game is built for uh, last gen, um, they had to put in loads somewhere and that the loads are not like you squeezing through a little corridor. It's you opening a door. And that's, that makes more sense to me. I would much rather wait while opening a door or it actually slows you down, like as you're approaching the door. So if you're running full sprint and it needs to load, it'll actually bring you to a, a walk and then mm-hmm. get to the door and then it will open up and then you will continue to walk and then you can start sprinting again.
0: Mm-hmm. And the that sounds like that like God of war, the way they handled that the way gears of war handled it as well. Like mm-hmm. it loads, but you're not stuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like that. Um, the the whole castle has all of these little little kind of puzzles that you have to work out, whether it be like uh, a painting that you have to find a place at to bring a moth to or something like that. Or there's a, a, a an arithmetic puzzle on a door that you have to work out uh, to be able to unlock it. Or you just need a spell that is gated to the story called Alohomora, where you can unlock um, like common doors or common locks um, that all give you gear. And the gear in the game is not really, really too important. It gives you stats and you you get a lot of it as you're kind of playing through. So the quality doesn't really like have much uh, of a concern. Like you'll get legendary stuff, you'll get common stuff, but the common stuff will be higher level than the legendary stuff that you got at the time. But you kind of push through a lot of it. Um, but the castle itself has all of these little puzzles and, and eccentricities that are just so Well thought out. Um, They really put a lot of care into rebuilding a lot of the set pieces that were used in the film. So it's a one to one for me. And you definitely see that as a fan, you can see where they've put in the time and effort to really kind of let fans feel like they're in school. And when you're building your character, you can make it look however you want. You have a first name and a last name that you get to choose. You can choose your pronouns. You can choose your voice. Um, And they've done such a good job to try and and recreate the opportunity for players to actually be themselves in the game Uh, or create a a completely different character that is is unique to that playthrough. Um, Like I know someone is going to be playing through it Uh, as themselves the first time but then they're going to create a different character who's going to be their version of Merlin and they want to try and create it to push through like what Merlin would do um, going through Hogwarts even though Merlin is is technically a character in the game uh, that you hear about and as you're kind of going through the world you start to realize like just how much is tied to spending time at the castle but also roaming around in all the different little towns and all the little towns are so beautifully done they really are um and there's little nooks and crannies that you can find in there as well too the main issues that i've had with the game so far uh come down to technical things um facial animation isn't quite spot on it feels a little off um but i i I attribute that to the to the fact that that's just you know, where they were at with their ability to to do facial animation it doesn't seem like it's full mocap, like God of War level. Mm-hmm. Um, lighting has definitely been an issue. They've got some weird funky things that they've had with lighting where it'll flicker, flicker or stutter. Um, and I've been playing on the high frame rate mode, which is, is allows you to play at 120. Uh, but I've definitely seen dips into like the hundreds and stuff. So it's not a solid locked 120. Um, and I think the 60 is definitely a much better performance. Uh, but I kind of like having that headway being that I've been, been playing on the really nice TV mm-hmm. and all of that really does fall to the wayside because when you're playing in this world, you, you have so much fun kind of going around, getting into little combat spats, um, having missions that kind of take you through different parts of the the castle or different parts of the world and you have to help people out and you start to kind of see like where you can actually take your character. Can you be a jerk? Yes. You can 100% be a bad person like in Mass Effect. You can be a 100% a good person like in Mass Effect. Like they've really given you the opportunity to be a good person or a bad person. And because of that, they've opened up both sides of the magic system where most of what you're going to be learning is from teachers and from students. So it's all going to be very positive stuff, but there's also spells that you probably shouldn't be learning that are more dangerous or considered the dark arts. And you can play around with those. And if you venture into like the dark forest, you can find places to actually go and do like battle arenas where you're given waves of enemies that you have to test yourself against. And it gets increasingly more difficult the more you do, but to do that, they give you the ability to use all of the dark spells so you can use avada kadabra or the cruciatus uh cruciatus cursor any of those and start to kind of get an idea like okay this is power like this is fun but it's also really bad and how does my character play around with that like how do i deal with that as a as a as a person playing this game like do i want to have that kind of power so i started to kind of like after i've gone through like one of those arenas um, I started to put some talent points, which unlock pretty late into into the game. Um, I think it was like into my 10th hour before I unlocked the, the talent system. Um, and 10 I, hours, wow. Yeah, 10 hours. But it, it didn't feel like I was missing that because they give you all the spells, they give you all the abilities pretty quickly. And you can feel very competent uh, and confident as you're kind of around going around doing that. So when you get to the actual talent system, you notice that the talent's are kind of like enhanced versions of the talents. It's like, oh, you can still do the same thing that you're doing. But now that, you, now that you've kind of spent time mastering this spell, you've spent time with it, we're going to give you a little bit extra that's going to make it just be, it's kind of like the difference between looking at someone who's um, been making costumes for like one year versus someone who's been making costumes for five years. Like you're going to see the difference in the quality, but both are still making costumes kind of a thing. And it's, it's really interesting that they did that. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is the cosmetics, because I think Hogwarts in, in living in that world, you want to look however you can, and they give you a ton of cosmetics to do. Um, and I can't even, I, I can't even justify going into like the, the other different parts of the game that I'm just barely unlocking after 17 hours. Uh, but the cosmetics they nailed. You get gear on a regular basis. You're constantly switching out items. It doesn't really matter what the quality is because as long as the power level pushes you up, you're going to wear it. But once you unlock an item, once you get an item, it goes into your cosmetics and you can go in and apply your cosmetics within seconds of getting a new piece of gear. There's nothing you have to worry about. It's just a click of two buttons and you're done. That helps me feel like I am playing with the best gear I can without necessarily having to care about what it looks like because I'll always be able to change it and I think that was something that really kind of irked me when I was playing through cyberpunk 2077 is that if I wanted to wear the best gear I had to look like a freaking clown and I hated that but this is they they understood the assignment when it came to cosmetics but overall Hogwarts Legacy has been an amazing experience and I and I recognize that there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but as a game, they've done an exceptional job of creating a game that I would agree is up there in an eight to nine range for for like a
0: ten point scale. Are you expecting this to be among your game of the year
1: games? That's really tough to say because a lot of it hinges on how the how the end game is, um, and if they're able to continue keeping me interested in the story because right now i really love the story but i haven't barely scratched the surface of the actual issue that's been going on with it um it's it's just purely been like there's bad guys that are after you Mm -hmm. you need to figure out what's going on with all of the the ancient magic that is is kind of like um special to your character and i've yet to actually see like where the main story climax is going to be and then what the resolution is because we've got a lot of really good games coming out this year i fully anticipate there being some fantastic games later in this year this is only february um but this is definitely going to be in top five for me uh but i i again i am very biased i have two wands next to me within arm's reach cool
0: that may do that's that's incredible to hear like you and, and we've got some questions for you Uh, I have questions for you. Here's this. Keep this answer short. Okay. Uh, If I ask you as a non Harry Potter fan, if I'm going to enjoy this game, am I? Yes.
1: I think you don't have to have an understanding of Harry Potter at all Mm -hmm. to be able to enjoy this game because the mechanics and the play style are all very similar to games that we've played in the past. There's nothing too revolutionary. It's just a very good spin on what I think a lot of people come to expect with open world games.
0: Excellent. Okay. So that's good to know. And then you have several listener questions uh, that we need you to answer as well. Uh, this one comes from new Patreon member who we forgot to shut out at the top of the show. That is completely my bad. Xbox Mike 29. Thank you for support over on Patreon, dude. I appreciate you. Uh, right, brother. Logan, he asks, he says, or rather he says, absolutely loving Hogwarts and it might be one of my favorite games in the last few years. By the way, he spelled favorite wrong with a U. Oh, weird. Oh, gross. You know? Oh, Uh, he says the only thing that I'd like to see added to the game is a switch to turn off some of the repetitive dialogue, especially from the flu travel lady. If you could add or fix anything with the game, what would it be? Thanks guys. And keep up the amazing work. Mm. Shout out to Xbox Mike 29. You are amazing. Mike. Thank you. And, yeah, actually I think
1: of of all the things that I've run into, I think he's right. I think that's one of the biggest issues that I've run into is hearing the same dialogue especially from uh the 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 fast travel system the fast travel system in the in hogwarts is called the flu system it's the Mm -hmm. flu powder that you use to kind of throw on fire and it allows you to teleport to different areas which by the way in the game is completely free it's not like you have to have a certain currency or something to be able to do once you run by one of these little flu network things it automatically opens up the fast travel functionality I find myself enjoying running from place to place or flying from place to place on a broom way more. Um, But yeah, every time you run by one, they say the same thing and, uh, or not uh, like one of five different things. And Mm -hmm. if I had the ability to switch that off, I think my ambient uh, kind of experience would be a lot better because it wouldn't just be constantly repetitive. Um, But I, I do think that, really the the i've noticed some of the weird tropes with like open world games like cyberpunk is is subject to this as well too a lot of games where you'll see characters kind of do the same walk loop through areas and if you're just running by you don't really think about it but if you just stand there and watch them like you can see the ai and where the pathing is and they're just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth little things like that where it's like okay this is definitely like they haven't they haven't done anything new or, or or different with how games are built, like in this case.
0: Okay, excellent. Good to know. Uh, and I'm excited to try the flying. Like that's something I'm excited to it's try It's So here. good. They did yeah, a really nice job games. with that. That's yeah, so, I,
1: okay. I think I think if if you took the flying system from this game and you applied it to a Superman game, you'd have a really nice Superman game. I really I do believe my, that
0: superman shirt and drink from my superman cup and play all my (laughs) superman games that have never come out
1: yeah Mm. i think i think they did a really good job if in in they and they explain it well because you're just barely learning how to fly in this Mm -hmm. so when you get in if you feel kind of weird like you're you're kind of getting used to the way the way the controls are and stuff it, it makes sense because you're just barely learning it you're a little bit of a natural but it is you're still trying to figure out like how to do Mm-hmm. uh everything so i i think they did a good job but i do actually think that it would translate well to a, a superman game oh god you're killing
0: me well having <laughs> played having played as iron man and some of the flyers and avengers and then having played oh, yeah uh anthem and and even the superman returns xbox 360 game they did flying pretty well They did uh, I feel yeah like that's, that's getting better but uh so it goes so it goes uh, well, okay. So, good, qu- good question and answer there. Uh, this next one comes from a Patreon member, uh, Lord the Lord James Sutty, He was adamant that I include the Lord in there. <laughs> he says Hogwarts is gorgeous. What are you both most looking forward to in the game? Have you come across anything that makes you pause and look around more? I find myself exploring more than actually following the story. I want to explore every nook and cranny of this world. Also, how soon do you turn into a Do you turn to a guide when getting into a new game? Um, I'll address this one real quick. Yeah, Uh, Study. They they sent, sent me a code. I have not booted it up. We had a really busy week of, of XEP stuff. And then my gaming time was dedicated to finishing up dead space so that I could start Hogwarts or some of the newer games that are coming out. So I've not gotten to it yet. That's why Logan is, is waxing poetic about it. Um, But yeah, Logan, Uh, Do you find yourself following the story or just kind of venturing off in Hogwarts?
1: I definitely do both. Um, When there's story moments that feel riveting, then I'm like, okay, I want to follow this through for a little bit. But then I'm like, okay, I got to hold off. I just unlocked like flying. So now I want to fly around and see what I can find and go, go explore, open up the world a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Hogsmeade uh, got me stuck for a long time because um, it's a, a pretty decently sized little town little village mm-hmm. but the the care and detail to like some of the houses that are built into the wall of a, of a or like a like a, a berm um where it's like in the actual uh hill uh just like the little things that they do the 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 attention to detail not everything is like crystal clear or or really clean like it's it looks like it's a lived-in village um and I just really loved the the atmosphere of that, that village. So going to Hogsmeade was really fun. I had, I had such a good time. I was just staring at every different areas around there. Um, when it comes to guides, I don't really turn to guides too often. I think the only time I really go into them is when I'm specifically working on like a collectible system. So mm-hmm. if I need to find something that is kind of strewn about in the world and I'm not sure where it is or I've already kind of gone over that area pretty quickly quickly um and not seeing it i'll usually open up a guide to try and see like where those little hidden things are just so i can kind of check them off and move on to the next
0: area and i would say very case by case for me whether i use a guide or not um, yeah very case by case it, it really just depends um but good questions there uh lord james study you are amazing sir um logan one of the thing, I mean, a lot of controversy around Hogwarts Legacy. Not something I'd care to spend too much time on, but seriously, it, it did fantastic reviews over here on uh, Open Critic, Metacritic. Uh, it passed half a million concurrent players on Steam alone, past the all-time peak multiplayer count for Apex Legends and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, uh, going over half a million. I think it was five hundred and twenty-five thousand, roughly. Uh, pretty darn impressive. Uh, safe to say that a lot of people are enjoying this game, and a lot of people have questions about whether or not it was okay to enjoy this game. I feel like you've done a good job of explaining why uh, you're comfortable enjoying the game, and I, I would say I fully support and agree with quite a bit of what you said. I think games are made by more than one person, and sometimes you support people you are not you don't like in order to support those that, that make it. Plus... I will note that I am sure many of the worlds I love to inhabit from DC Comics to Star Wars to Lord of the Rings or any other giant franchise uh, or any small indie game have been made by people that are less than stellar on some level, but the majority are are fantastic. And I think it's important to take joy in things that we can take joy in. Uh, And if somebody's wanting to abstain from something, don't go after them. That's their choice as well. Uh, So that tends to be my approach to a lot of this, but I'm really glad to see that The controversy is not stopping people from enjoying things that made me happy.
1: Yeah. I'm, I feel and support all of the folks that are affected by the rhetoric that is brought in by JK Rowling. Um, it's a, it's a blow to the fandom to, to hear that, that, Love is not universal for everyone, and that they can't just love everyone. I really hope that that would have been the case. Um, I remember when there were uh, accusations coming out about Stanley, it really kind of made a lot of us start to kind of be like, Is Stanley a good human being? And mm-hmm. we always hope that they are. We always hope that the people that create these worlds that bring us joy are. And it's not always the case. Um, and we have to reconcile that and we have to decide where do our ethics lie. So if you can support the trans community i would urge you to do so because mm-hmm. they are definitely one of the minorities that um deserve the support and not to say that others don't deserve it more because i do think a lot of i mean luke you can you can testify this this is black history month um mm-hmm. you were out doing blm walks in support uh, a couple of years back in june yep and everyone needs as much love and help as possible. Um, especially from people who are trying to harm others with words or with money and whatever. So, uh, I, I support those out there that decide that they don't want to partake in this. Um, the wizarding world helped me when I was living in Alaska and I was alone and I had a really dark moment of my life. And because of being able to be able to escape into that world, it helped me push through a time where i was not sure if i would even be around to talk about it so because of that i will always be able to take whatever i gained and learned from this fandom mm-hmm. and try to be positive and promote love from it mm-hmm. regardless of how shitty the creator ended up being
0: yeah so i think it's very well said uh, I think a lot of us have stories like that. Gaming has a good way of reaching into our lives and pulling us up out of dark places. Uh, oddly enough, it was Gears of War that did that for me. Um, I can't say it's as romantic story. as Hogwarts, but it did it did that for me. So yeah,
1: Gears so is Gears is tr- another another series that really does kind of show like brotherhood and love. And, and and taking care of each other and pushing through as much adversity adversity as possible when all hope seems lost fully agree
0: man fully agree well nonetheless let us know guys if you are uh enjoying hogwarts sounds like uh Suddy is uh and i'd love to know if more people are as well i remember clint coombs one of our, our good buddies was on the the fence about checking it out as I, I thought he was um so i'm hoping he's getting a chance to check it out as well uh, but I would like to kind of shift gears a little bit because there is a game coming to uh, Game Pass later this month. I believe it's this month. Check, me, check behind me if you don't mind. Atomic Heart. Uh, I think that's the 21st of February. Is that right? That's yes. Okay. Yeah. So God, Atomic Heart, fast. It, everything's fast right now. Uh, that's why I was oh like, I got to finish Dead Space before I start the next thing. Because also Woe Long is on the way. Wanted Dead is a game I really hope people check out. Uh, coming out on next valentine's week. day that's next yeah. week yep interviewed yeah. the creator of that one he is a really fascinating story side note wanted dead made by the same people that make ninja gaiden and dead or alive including all the way back to dead or alive extreme beach volleyball so i was like oh, oh my god it was wild it yeah. was
1: like one of the best volleyball games <laughs> i'd ever played
0: <laughs> legitimately it was a very good volleyball game it's a really uh, good
1: volleyball game but,
0: but you can't tell anybody that without them you know immediately like just, assuming
1: that's fine you know what i was young i was single i wanted the i wanted the the sexy ladies on my screen but i also wanted to listen to offspring while i was playing volleyball too so you know what like judge me if you want yes i was
0: (laughs) but yeah wanted dead uh, a game in that in that kind of genre as well um interview on xcp coming up actually which is pretty cool but yeah a lot of games a lot of games coming out but atomic heart is one that I really feel like uh, it's just another kick in the nuts for Xbox. Uh, think back. Stalker 2 was supposed to come out exclusively. War in Ukraine. Awful situation. Obviously, nobody can get upset about that. High on Life comes out to rave reviews. Uh, Game Pass day and date as well. Mm, Justin Roiland apparently sucks and is an awful person. Side note, sounds like he's not actually been involved in Rick and Morty since like, the earliest days. Which Yeah. yeah crazy. He's like, like, should you boycott Rick and Morty in high on life? Same thing. Case by case, go in, do your research, decide what's best for you morally and ethically. But another kick in the nuts to Xbox marketing. I'm staying focused on that aspect of it for the moment. Then atomic heart is this, uh, game that a lot of people were really looking forward to. Uh, it had a lot of really big hype for a good bit. Come to find out, uh, it might be made by Russians, which inherently not a bad thing to be made by anyone from a country. Uh, based on what their government is doing. There are plenty of things America has done in, in throughout history and perhaps ongoing that would vilify uh, Americans in a lot of people's eyes. But just a lot of strange things happening around Munfish that I think have been magnified. And so I went in and did some research as well, Logan. And uh, it sounds like the Russian gov- government is is potentially involved in funding the game. Again, not unlike uh, Singapore funding Skull and Bones, not unlike... Uh, Oh, gosh, I forget Rhode Island funding kingdoms of Amalur. Lots of times countries or states will will fund uh, production for entertainment. I think
1: uh, Canada has like a full arts program through their government that support a lot of the television that gets created. So it's not uncommon.
0: Yeah, n- not uncommon at all. Uh, however, apprehensions come about, of course, given uh, the nature of, of what Atomic Heart is about. The game's concept is a, a KGB agent in a world where Russia developed a game-changing polymer technology and won World War II. So you've got alternate history, uh, potentially made by Russians or funded by the Ru- Russian government, where the Russians won. Fine, cool, alternate histories happen all the time. Munfish released a statement, however, saying that they were a global team focused on creating Atomic Heart and sus- they reiterated this in subsequent tweets where they condemned violence, uh, but never specifically mentioned that the war in Ukraine was the violence they were talking about. Interesting. And then there was a line in one of their privacy policies that said, Munfish collects user data and may provide it to the Russian state authorities. Certainly, alarm bells would go off on that one. They came out and told GamesRadar that their game and website do not collect information or data. The website's privacy statement is outdated and wrong and should have been removed years ago. We have to shut down. We had to shut down the shop to assure fans uh, the, of the integrity of our studio and products. We apologize for confusion on this matter," said Munfish. Uh, pretty wild to think all things considered. However, they do have a pretty diverse team working on there on Atomic Heart, based on their website: Poland, Ukraine, Austria, Georgia, Israel, uh, Armenia, United Arab Emirates, Serbia, and Cyprus. All mentioned there. Uh, the question of whether or not. Atomic Heart has true connections to the Russian government, still unclear at this point. The question that I think a lot of people are asking is, should you be playing Atomic Heart knowing these things? Uh, And I think it's a fair question to ask if you have strong feelings on any of these matters. Uh, But I would encourage everyone to do the research. To my way of thinking, it kind of goes back to, in a way, of what we talked about with some of those bigger franchises and who makes them and how they're made. Um. Vilifying a group of people based on one person's actions, I don't think is a good thing to do. Everything should be case by case and well considered by the purchaser, customer, uh, in this case us. I do think it's another kick in the nuts for Xbox's marketing and for Game Pass's marketing because they went out, found these big games. And this is kind of another thing that happens to it. Um, I'm going to check out Atomic Heart because it's coming to Game Pass and I like good games and I think we should celebrate good games. And I know that if people vilified me for being American based on America's actions, I'd feel pretty distraught because a lot of those things I had nothing to do with. And I don't know the people involved, Uh, but it's a complex issue. But I saw a lot of rhetoric being said that wasn't true or was inflammatory. And I wanted to just kind of break down the things that we know versus the things we don't actually know, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you're right. And you didn't, it's a shame that not everyone has the time to be able to dive into these issues, which I think is what's great about having podcasts like yours that allow us to kind of, you know, take some time to to talk about this, to take some time to kind of break it down because... At the end of the day, I think a lot of gamers just want to play games. Um, and, and you see it all the time. People talk about how they don't want to see politics in their games. They don't want to see uh, politics talked about with games. And inherently, that's always going to be flawed as an argument because it doesn't matter what game it is. There's always going to be some level of politics, not necessarily like governmental politics, but politics yeah. in general um, tied to these. And this is one of those situations where Microsoft has... Vouched for Munfish, and I think a company as big as Microsoft would have people being able to do the due diligence to see if this is a conflict of interest um, for them to be able to offer Munfish the the opportunity to to be on Game Pass. Um, so if Microsoft is saying that they're okay and they haven't come out and explicitly said that you know we understand that the views of this studio do not reflect the studios or the the, the publishers. Um, uh, views then they they support it and looking at the evidence it looks like munfish has said as much as they can without putting themselves at risk being that that they're they're also going to be having people that are based in russia and from what we've heard you know speculatively i i don't have any evidence to to be able to, to point at and say like this is exactly what's happening i would not want to be in russia and jeopardize my safety by standing out against a government that i may not necessarily agree with um there's definitely things where i would probably during a certain period of time of our of our government's history in the last four years i would probably wouldn't have wanted to go out and started you know saying stuff against a certain person yet either and mm-hmm. because of that i i i can definitely empathize with them um so but they've said enough to say that they want to support people Uh, who are in need, that they are condemning violence and they're not saying specifically what. But I think if you condemn violence, then that's it's pretty clear. I think people need to be educated and let them make the adult choice. All of us, we're all we're all adults here. We can make our own choices every day. We can decide what we want to support, how ethically we feel about it. But at the end of the day, this is a, a game. This is intended to be something that we are pulling ourselves out of our daily lives to experience and to see what uh, an artist or a group of artists decided to tell with this story. We can judge it separately or with the context. Um, I think both are valid. And I think it's good to let people know ahead of time kind of what those biases are if we're going to be speaking to what our feelings on the matter are, which is exactly why I let everyone know i'm very biased when it comes to hogwarts
0: sure absolutely and i think um and i had said something over on like the youtube channel like in one of the yeah. shorts like if you're taking the time to attack people you're not helping you know you're not likely to sway anyone's mindset uh, and nobody deserves to be attacked for either covering the game or enjoying the game playing the game um, entertainment is messy in a world where we tweet from iphones where we uh, use screens made with Gorilla Glass, where we have microchips that are made in different parts of the world. The world is messy and glass houses are easily seen through. So pick and choose what's right for your personal morality and ethics and uh, do your best to let others do the same. Uh, But educate yourself, I think, is the important thing on that front. Um, And of course, we say that from two very privileged positions, knowing full well. Got to acknowledge that as well. Very lucky to
1: be born in, in the in the time and place that I am. I, I try to do whatever I can to to support those that are not born in my position. True, sure.
0: Fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, well, nonetheless, uh, I am looking forward to trying Atomic Heart. I don't know if it's my kind of game, you know, start to finish, but I am looking forward to trying it. Um, it looks cool. It does look cool. It does look cool, but it is definitely another kick to Xbox where I feel like they would be marketing hard. Uh, these past few weeks, they would have done they would have gone from from high on life to age of Empires uh to Woe long and rush. Hard as well high five rush yeah they yeah Just ding ding, ding. they could have had really like good four months of just hit 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 uh, and it's like mm, no I can't talk about it that's a Luke, do you think that some of
1: all of the the good press that Microsoft would be having right now with the games that they've been releasing is mired by? the acquisition rhetoric that's been going on between the the cma and the uh the uh, american authorities i can't remember who it is right now ftc
0: ftc uh, thank you 100 percent, yes uh i'm exhausted and just to, i don't care about activision blizzard anyway <laughs> like i'm just over it it's interesting but it's not like it's interesting to a point right like i ultimately care yeah. about playing games and there's nothing in the activision's catalog that i'm like exclusive it needs to be like no none of that none of that needs to be um and it's just it feels like this is all from an outside looking in maybe microsoft prepared for this and new through and through but it feels like it's all just everybody's lining up to get in the way of it in strange for strange reasons that don't quite add up while playstation's crushing it in number one spots left and right so it's very strange to me but i'm i'm quite over it i'll tell you that i don't think xbox needs activision blizzard to be successful and i don't think there's anything wrong with being in the number two spot uh when you're making money and so you know i'm I'm a little tired of it. but yeah absolutely it's been mired by that like because every time people want to talk about xbox this this cloud kind of hangs uh, nearby mm. and is very easy to cast a shadow if the light changes. So it's uh, a, yeah, it's, it's kind of exhausting and annoying and I don't truly care. I mean, I'm looking for, I love call of duty. Um, I have, abs- here's an interesting kind of anecdote connection. I abstained from call of duty last year. Easy to do. Cause I wasn't very interested in Vanguard, but there was a lot of crunch culture discussion and a lot of mistreatment happening in Activision that we were hearing about. And I was like, mm, easy decision, not overly interested I'm gonna sit out on Vanguard, yeah. And I did, yeah. I did. i was like, all right,
1: cool. I'm, I'm hoping the acquisition is able to get rid of Bobby Kodak because that's where I feel like a lot of the issues. Because <laughs> Bobby Kodak, and I think <laughs> love, that love it. <laughs> it's it's sorry, I know it's we're trying to keep it clean here, folks, but really, <laughs> Bobby Kodak. Um, I I really do think that those studios will be in a safer place if the acquisition goes through and I, and I honestly, I don't care if any of those games become exclusive. I hope that they stay multi-platform just so that everyone gets to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Let money take, uh, let Microsoft take the money from owning them um, and just keep them multi-plat. That's that works for me. Uh, It'll bolster game pass if anything. And I just think that, the way that Microsoft tries to run their their companies, their studios is is with the intent of trying to be as as fair and safe to those studios and the employees at them as possible. And I think I care more about that than I do necessarily the IP because I think the IP would would stand regardless of you know who's publishing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Agree, agree. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all. Those are all the true thoughts I have on uh, on. Blizzard in general
1: yeah i'm looking forward to when it's all said and done regardless because at least then we'll be able to kind of see like where where things go from there i want to see xbox celebrate the studios that they have and not be constantly thinking about like what's going to happen with the next acquisition because i'm and i'm, and I'm afraid that the news cycle is so hungry for like topics to kind of like debate about that mm-hmm. as soon as the acquisition goes through or doesn't go through, people are going to be like, "Oh, what's what's the response from Xbox if it doesn't go through? You know, what are they going to do now? Are they going to get vengeful? Or what's the uh, what's the response from Sony if it does go through? Like, what's Sony going to do now that they have to compete against that? Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I, I <laughs> do not want to ever be the one that partakes in, and if I ever do, it's not intentional. Uh, the anger and aggressiveness that tends to come from. F- from the news cycle right like I, i'm not looking oh. for the next thing to be upset over there's too much to enjoy and i i don't say that to be preachy but like 100 do i mean that like i there is too much
1: to we, enjoy we got a lot and of good games to play
0: yeah like too many I, I haven't started hogwarts because i just finished the dead space remake after playing callisto and hi-fi rush and a great indie game that i really enjoy you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. i'm swimming in the best of gamings right now yeah. and like why wouldn't i want to celebrate that i just i don't need things to be upset over i'm too old i mean, I mean i'm mean, i 37 but i feel like i've wait i've learned enough to say like live and let live bro enjoy yourself you know be angry if you need to be angry i'm i'm not i'm not there for that yeah so, so it goes um Logan, I have been media dark and purposely media dark on Jedi Survivor. I've already pre ordered my three hundred dollar edition of that game. I uh, hate you for
1: having that. Oh my god, I want
0: that. I, I used my birthday money when it when we when it was first announced that you could do that. That was my birthday money. You know what I mean? I f- yeah threw that into the account, boom, done. Um, <sighs> so I got I pre ordered that one. I know after one King uh fall in order, I know that I am excited for Cal Kestis's journey. No matter what, I feel like, just like you with horror. I was like, I'm predisposed to loving this game <laughs> and I'm in. So I'm actually staying media dark on it. I did the same thing with with Halo. Um, mm. There are a couple, like every now and again, it's like, I don't need or want to see more. I'm just excited to play and I want it to be a good experience. So I didn't actually watch this uh, gameplay, mm. but all intents and purposes for what I'm seeing is that people are excited by it and and stoked. Yeah,
1: I, 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 oh man, I was, I was drooling over the footage, uh, when it came out and I was watching it back last night, uh, to, to build up some notes. I don't, I won't dive into everything that I wrote in there just because I figured like I'll let people kind of judge for themselves and I don't want to expose too much, but I, I am ready for calcastus's story to move forward. I, I absolutely loved Fallen Order. It was such, such a, a, a welcome reprieve from the the Star Wars games that we've been getting. That to have him in a sequel and be able to be able to get back with BD and stuff and see like what is what are they going to do now that they know that the first one was a success? How is this one going to up the ante and what can they do? And I think that they have some really nice tricks that they're going to bring to it. I think that they've learned a lot from what their first iteration was. And I think they've definitely gone to the trouble of having like the environment still look really fantastic. Everything still yeah. looks really, really good. But I think the, the combat is, is being upped a notch. I think they've learned a lot from their first one. And I think they're going to have a lot of fun with this. I think that they, they look like they know what they're go what were some of the pain points from the first game which was kind of like you're always fighting the same type of enemies it's always stormtroopers in this case in the map. new one the map The map was atrocious. The map was terrible. (laughs) Having to run everywhere regardless and having to figure out like how you get to certain areas. I think they've taken a lot of lessons from those. And it looks like they've done a really good job of addressing them. You get mounts. The map looks a lot better. They've got more diverse enemies now. There's there's little pockets of... um, there's little pockets of places where you have to go where you're going to be fighting against, uh, mercenaries or, or, you know, rogue bandits and stuff, but they have like reprogrammed, uh, uh, uh droids from the clone wars that are going to mm-hmm. be mixed in now. So you're going to be fighting a much more diverse enemies. What we saw was all kind of pre-release. So I have, I have concerns like frame rate, you know, there's, there's some walk animations and some death animations that seem a little stiff, but I, I will wait until we actually get to see the game at launch um, before I think that this game is in trouble. And, and I don't think that there's e- e- ever going to be an opportunity for this game to fail because I think they've done a really good job with the first one. And this looks like it's just a continuation of that with refinements that needed to be put in um, where I don't think that they had the time to do that with the first one because it definitely felt like the first one came out pretty hot. And this one seems like they've had time to really kind of like work on those.
0: I hope so man. I hope so. Like I I'm excited to to go on that journey uh in general. I'm excited for the fixes they've done. Cal Kestis is the coolest character. I wonder yeah. if we don't see him in Mando season 3. Oh um, god, I hope so. would be so, so cool cuz like it really feels like uh that's a character ripe for the live action verse as well. And and Star Wars has been doing a good job in the Dave Filoni era where that, that stuff started to happen um dano wrote in uh he said what games that you remember have you have been a pleasant surprise or just snuck up on you without realizing it oddly enough as a diehard star wars fan i was really hesitant on fallen order because all i kept hearing was dark souls style combat dark Souls Souls style combat and that game snuck up on me because i was very timid to start and it was a small learning curve but it opened my eyes to like a be patient and parry uh kind of gameplay style and i really enjoyed it it did a great job at teaching me that genre in a small way um which opened my mind to one of the you can choose this combat style dark Souls style and darksiders 3 and those two experiences helped me play elden ring right like it, it was a kind of a neat progression but fallen order did sneak up on me um in a way that i wasn't expecting it to survivors not going to sneak up on me because of that <laughs> you know
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. And you, I think you're right. Like, I think it being a Star Wars game and having a lightsaber really did do a lot to usher in a lot of people who are not typically comfortable with that dark souls kind of combat style i i definitely am not i'm not the type to be patient about that i am very much like the i'm link i've got a couple fairies in a bottle in my pocket so i'm not worried about it i'm just going to go in and start hacking and slashing if i die i got a fairy in my in, in a bottle that's going to res me and stuff with Jedi fallen order i had to, I had to learn <laughs> i had to figure it out i was like mm-hmm. you have to parry there are certain things you just have to dodge um, so when I went through that, I was legitimately surprised at how beautiful the world was, how good it felt. And they they released an accessibility patch about six months after launch that mm-hmm. allowed you to have like auto clamber uh, and auto climb. Like when you jump on stuff, mm-hmm. completely changed the game for me, um, allowed me to really kind of just enjoy the, the the game as opposed to constantly fighting with the controls and mm-hmm. because of that, I'm, I'm, I really was taken back by just how good of a story that was, especially the ending. Holy cow, not going to ruin it for anyone, but if you haven't played the first one and you like star Wars, this is one that they have plenty of difficulty levels. If you're not comfortable with souls, Likes, they have different ways to kind of increase the parry time to make it easier for you
0: hundred
1: mm-hmm. percent worth it. Please, please go play that. I think it's even on uh, game pass through EA play.
0: Oh, yeah, actually, it is. You're right. Um, yeah. And I like that you mentioned accessibility controls because I often go in, whatever game I'm playing, to the accessibility menu and I turn off anything related to QTE or button mashing. Yeah. I don't enjoy She's either of those things. Have. They're never fun for me. Rhythm games, <laughs> even like I don't like rhythm games because I'm just not, that's not my style. And like, QTEs are sometimes like that. Um, yeah. I will turn those off in a heartbeat. And I was really happy to hear that uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake doesn't have QTEs. In the same way that the the original did so i'm super super stoked there and i was thinking so i want to talk about dead space remake i just finished that up tell me uh this morning prior to to us recording and i'm gonna i'm gonna try deliver us mars uh as well that's on my that's next on my list along with hogwarts
1: i have some Um, thoughts about
0: that about deliver us mars yeah okay i want to i want to hear about dead space though and and protocol because you played through both i did i did and let's talk deliver us mars on next week's episode Um, so listeners deliver us Mars next week, uh, Hogwarts and dead space for this week. So, um, really, really enjoyed my time with dead space, really enjoyed it. And it reminded me, especially after coming off Callisto that I don't like horror movies and I don't (laughs) like jump jump scare games, like some of the cheap ones you can get, but I really enjoy horror style games. Like yeah. I love Resident Evils, uh, Resident Evils Seven included, which is a that is a scary game, but uh, not in Dead Space, <laughs> really. Yeah, it's it's scary. <laughs> um, but you could play any of the other Resident Evils except for Seven and be fine. Like truly, yeah. they're third person action games or first person action games, depending on which one. But um, I really <laughs> enjoy horror games, and having played Callisto Protocol, uh, followed almost immediately by Dead Space Remake i just like third person action horror games the vibe is good with dead space remake um that is just an immaculate immaculate uh remaster remake i should say remake and everything is stunningly gorgeous there's some bugs here and there with the camera but like when you get a clean playthrough like everything's gorgeous all the weapons feel fantastic They have uh, I don't remember this being a problem when I first played Dead Space, but in some comparison thoughts, I heard I heard people talking about like they changed how you get the weapons like Hmm. they're far more easier to get weapons. You don't have to like buy them. You can just unlock them and they're just there for you, which is really cool. But I wanted to it was too easy. I was on medium. It was too easy. And so rather than up the difficulty, what I did was I went in and turned down the brightness I was on normal brightness. <laughs> I turned it down to where really hard to see everything, except yeah. if you're aiming, which changed it to be like a flashlight mode almost, except for like mm. lit up panels and whatnot, which was that to me changed the experience uh, tenfold. The environment suddenly became more lived in. It felt more spooky, but in a fun way, not in like a jump scare way. Um, nothing, no jump scare scared me. I wasn't scared once playing Dead Space but I had more fun. It felt more tactical, more thought-based. I, this game is stunning. It's beautiful. It feels good to play. Uh, The level design remains fantastic. The, the writing is better because Isaac Clark now speaks and he doesn't speak in a way that's, like overly dorky or anything. Um, if I remember right, he was a silent protagonist. I might be misremembering, but I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was. I was, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how do you feel about silent protagonists in a game where you're playing as the
0: protagonist? Um, it depends greatly. Am I mm-hmm. seeing this person's face? If so, I want to hear their voice. If I, if it's a master chief style thing uh, where you don't see their face, I'm a little bit more open to it here and there. Um, but that is again, case by case anecdotal because link I mean, that boy didn't talk, you know, (laughs) you know, like that's all you get out of him. And it's weird. Um, Silent protagonists don't bother me, but I do get annoyed if the silent protagonist has a lot to say and I'm scrolling text. That's dumb.
1: That's dumb. Okay. so
0: so there's kind of a a caveat to that, but really enjoyed a lot of the things they did to make this game more playable. A lot of people talk about the asteroid section Um, was it was a real chore in the original game here. It's an absolute joy. Uh, what they did instead, like Ooh. you aim with your plasma cutter and you hit A, and the cannons lock onto where you're aiming. Super easy. Uh, you're going out into the uh, into the void and and like repairing things while it's all happening. Such a good time. I took the I was playing on a sound bar in the dark, and Ains and Joe were like absolutely not. Put on your headphones because I don't like wearing headphones if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, put on your headphones. It'll just change your experience. I did, and they were right it made it that much more enjoyable so between the audio design turning the brightness down i had a blast the weapons were fantastic i only used three weapons the whole time uh, which was cool uh, and i'm ready to go in for new game plus plus. and that's kind of the annoying thing is like i want to start new game plus instead of starting these other games yeah i just had that much fun
1: i i gotta ask about the the fleshy system because that seemed like such a marketing point did you notice like being able to shoot off limbs or or like when you know you're getting down to the bone on on some of the the creatures and stuff?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the dismemberment system was fantastic. Uh better than I remember it being. Um mm. and sometimes when you're playing old games like what you remember it is not what it actually is. Mm. I thoroughly feel like this was a better experience top to bottom. Dead Space <laughs> isn't that old, at least not to me. It doesn't feel no. like it is uh and of course that was available and you can series x upgrades with it or you know enhance with x whatever it was um you can do a lot of stuff with the original game and it still holds up quite well this showed me why we need remasters of of great games regardless uh and i i love the dismemberment system it's something to get used to that headshots don't mean a thing Uh, that is Mm. something i still just want to default to headshots on stuff it's a zombie exactly yeah but chopping off limbs it works fantastically changes the the way you play there's a lot of really good enemy design i apparently did not finish many of the side quests although i did quite a few of them Mm -hmm. didn't finish enough of them i finished the game on medium and i think i unlocked less than 400 achievement points which was to me not good i don't like when achievements are are so niche that you can't like if you don't get over half the achievement points by just playing the game To me, that's a flaw. Um, I agree. But to compare it to Callisto, Callisto had way better facial animations, way prettier of a game, but also a much less complex game. So that makes sense. They put a lot into the production of Callisto and making sure it looked fantastic. But there's a lot less weapon variety. It's far more linear. Um, Dead Space has a lot more you can do, a lot more... Uh, I guess you would say like enemy diversity and different like elements of of the monsters. But I loved both a lot. I think I enjoyed my time with Callisto more because it was a more of a streamlined linear experience where you can venture off the beaten path in dead space quite a bit. Um, And for these kind of games, I like linearity. Uh, Sometimes I want an open world, like with Hogwarts, I, I want an open experience. Yeah. Dead Space, not as much. But I still, man, th- to to critique either of them would be to to misrepresent how much enjoyment I had. I really loved both of them and I would recommend both of them. Um Callisto perhaps on sale. Forty bucks is the right price for Callisto. 70 bucks for that remake is is fine for Dead Space.
1: If I recall correctly, you played uh Dead Space through EA Play Plus.
0: No no. I bought Dead Space. You're talking okay. about Dead Space Remake? Yes. Yeah, we did not get codes for that. This was entirely on my dime. And I, I okay. thoroughly, I bought it, pre-ordered it, bought it. Um, Hey, quick quick note on that. Uh, they gave me a month of Game Pass for new members for free. If any listener oh, nice. would like that, please DM me or email me. Um, it's a month if you've never been on Game Pass. So they gave me that code. It's sitting there. I don't know who in my friends list has, does not have Game Pass. So I'm so happy hard. to give it. Yeah. so hard to find someone that hasn't played Game Pass before. Right, but if any listener would like it, it's a month, and I'll be happy to give it to you, um, for sure. But yeah, I I very happy that I spent the money on this one, Logan. Um, they were kind enough to let me know that we didn't get codes so that I could pre-order it, which is is always appreciated because right. I, I I yeah, as a content creator, we give and where we get codes, we don't get codes. That's fine. We don't owe anything, but it's really appreciated on a side note when we know ahead of time. Yeah, I can pre-order and preload mm-hmm. and get ready
1: easy Hog- hogwarts legacy a case in point like we didn't know and it, it was at the point where i was like i i was pre-ordering when we found out so i was like
0: mm-hmm. okay yep yep um and it was too late for me to switch it to playstation for you and so which is 100 percent fine like i
1: I'm, I'm glad that you got the code because mm-hmm. i think seeing your perspective as not a harry potter fan Mm-hmm. very important to me. I'm very curious how this plays for you not mm-hmm. having the nostalgia hit, because I think that it, it really does like it hits two different ways. And I, I would love to know a, a critical perspective from someone who's not a fan um, mm-hmm. that whose opinion I trust on that, because I think it is, is really very important to have both sides of that story.
0: Well, uh, kind of in that same vein, like I'll have impressions for you, but I do not plan on speed running that game. I was, glad to finish dead space glad to finish callisto glad to finish a few other titles in there i'm gonna finish deliver us mars um because i I anticipate finishing deliver us mars because i finished deliver us the moon and i want to be able to compare them but it looks to me like hogwarts is a game that i want to take my time with yeah it looks to me like there's a lot to do and i want to enjoy it and i'm hoping this gets me into harry potter because I've never been into it. I've never even seen start to finish a Harry Potter movie. Never <laughs> caught my eye. I've got it over my classroom for my students because they like it. Um, but I am hoping this gets me in as I've gotten into to lots of things. Like, what was it? Sonic. Uh, Frontiers. Frontiers got me into Sonic again. And then I went back mm. and played all the old ones. You know, like, I will do that. I'll go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And so I hope that Legacy does that for me because Legacy could be my game to take me through to, uh, Resident Evil Four, right? That could be my like my my single player game to take me to Resident Evil Four, yeah. Which would then take me to to Jedi Survivor. I don't know if you do that, but like I don't like playing three simultaneous big games. I'll do a big single player game, some indies, and my multiplayer stuff with my buddies when they want to play. Yeah, and that's kind of how I do. It. I don't like having three, two or three big single player games.
1: It's it's kind of tough because I'm I I was in the middle of Horizon Forbidden West when hogwarts came out Mm -hmm. and i definitely am like comparing the two uh maybe not intentionally but i'm i'm definitely comparing the two as far as like open world gameplay goes right now Mm -hmm. Um, which is very interesting because i spent 70 hours uh with horizon zero dawn and then i immediately jumped into forbidden west and now that i'm in hogwarts i want to i want to finish up hogwarts so that i can jump into atomic heart when that launches Mm -hmm. and be ready for that because i know honestly the end of this february is going to be devastating for me because i've got metroid prime physical that's coming out Mm -hmm. atomic heart that i want to jump into psvr2 that i've got pre-ordered as well as destiny's new expansion which i just got the collector's (laughs) edition yesterday for so i am I, i don't know how i'm you're dying how are you are you okay are you gonna oh my god listeners if you don't know he he is now choking he's being attacked by one of the monsters from dead space. I don't know how it got into his room. Luke, please. Are you Wrong going pipe. to survive? Wrong pipe. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm planning on while well, he, he composes himself. I'm looking forward to getting into atomic heart so that we can talk about it here because it is a game pass game and it looks weird. It looks weird. Like dead space looks weird to me or not dead space. Um, what was that other one? Death loop. Uh, Deathloop looked weird to me when I saw that. It was like all faceless people and you're going in and it's a time loopy thing. And then I'm looking at Atomic Heart and it's got faceless robots and stuff. And I'm like, it just looks weird. I want to jump in and figure out like what's going on with it. Um, but then like after that, it's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'll get into RE4. I, I hope you do so that I can have someone talk to me about it because right. I, I have Resident Evil games. I love Resident Evil games. I'm really, really like having to push myself to get into those games um especially like I, I would prefer watching someone play it and then play it myself to mm-hmm. be able to experience so I kind of know where like the jumps are and where things are coming from but yeah I I it's it, there's a lot in the next four months or four weeks I don't sure. know how we're gonna deal with it
0: <laughs> I really think if you played Resident Evil 2 3 or 8 you'd be fine see I, I really I think you'd be fine <laughs>
1: I played, I played two and three when they first came out. I haven't played the remakes
0: because of the modern upgrades. It, you're not tanked, and so you have more mobility, and so you feel like you're playing an action game. At least that's how I interpreted it. There are spooky settings and environments, which to me is what I like. But there was very little in those Resident Evil games that I was like, I'm terrified right now. I just I did not anticipate it. Now seven, that is very different.
1: You know what it is, though it's it's the ammo. It's like the, the low amount of ammo that you get that sure. that drives my anxiety. It's it's less about the jump scare and more just like the my god, how am I going to deal with this?
0: I'm still sure. gonna die. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know one thing I mentioned I neglected to mention in talking about Dead Space is I got it, as I played Dead Space. All I could think about was how much I love Doom Three. Did you ever play Doom Three? Really? No, I didn't. Doom Three is a horror game and it's an <laughs> action horror game just like dead space in a lot of ways. And uh, a lot of that audio design, whispering voices and like, not sure what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Doom three is dope. And when that game first came out, I, I had a ball with it. And so I always love when people go back to doom three. That's a game I want to remake of also on game pass. Is it really, is it doom three? Oh yeah. I guess it would be. Yes, it would be. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I forget. Uh, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I dig it. So crazy, uh, interesting. Yeah, I'd never well, heard about that. Uh, as we wind down here, uh, that's pretty much it for this week, man. We we covered our listener questions partway through the show. Um, I want to talk about real quick. I had an incredible week of interviews. I was up early uh, multiple Be days early. this week. Yeah, <laughs> I had three developer interviews this week. Um, one from Sweden, one from Switzerland, one from Germany. Uh, and those are going to be coming out over the next three weeks uh, on XCP's YouTube channel for that playlist and then, of course, on the audio feeds as well. But uh, this week coming up, Wanted Dead, again, Ninja Gaiden and Dead Are Alive developers, really fun interview there, uh, followed by the SteamWorld build and Shadow Gambit uh, team. Shadow Gambit, that pirate adventure game that looked a really cool, a lot like Sea of Thieves. and Really Avengers, awesome and then- tactics look. Yeah, oh gosh, it looked really good. And talking to them was really neat uh, as well, just hearing some of stuff. It was Listeners, fun.
1: If, if you guys don't know, like Luke says that he had a busy week, he got three interviews, cool. There, there. This man woke up, like I saw the interviews, the scheduled time. These were at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They were 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I wanted to jump in on these to talk to the devs, but 2 a.m., Logan is a little sleepy boy at 2 a.m., so I go to bed at like midnight and he's like, hey, if you want to jump in on these, you can. I'm like, brother, I'm 40. I can't be, ju- I can't be waking up in the middle of my REM sleep. I will not, I, I'm going to have such a hard time. So if you listen to these interviews, keep in mind, this is five in the morning for this man.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, thank you for the kind words. And I invite <laughs> you so that you don't feel left out. Not because I expect you to get up at 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> no,
1: I, no, I appreciate that. So. I really, I really did want to talk to shadow gambit about their piracy stuff because obvious reasons.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they were, that was a fun one. Moritz, uh, Moritz is a really cool dude. That was Moritz Wagner. He's the creative director for Shadow Gambit. Um, and then I talked to. Well, I don't need to list the names. Bottom line, keep your eye on the feeds because I would love for you guys to support it. I will say it's been interesting to watch Logan XEP for years was a news and interview show in one, yeah. and then it's split now uh, into the interviews being separate. And watching on the feeds, the audience diverge some double dip has been interesting and it makes perfect sense some people just want the interview some people are just interested in the interview of that game right other people came to hear me and now us talk uh which is also interesting to watch so watching xcp evolve has been fascinating and things ebb and flow when you're an interview show based on the interest of the game, what people are talking about, what they what they want to play. And sometimes they have long tails, sometimes not watching the the feeds kind of diverge a little bit has been really interesting to see who was interested in what and who could blame them. Right. Like, I, yeah, I blame no one for that. It was really just I'm glad we did what we did and I'm glad we opened up Patreon to so people can help and support what they're interested in. Talk to us a little bit more directly, which is really neat. Um, I'm excited to do the Xbox wrap up, but it's been a really cool month and a half since we made these changes. So
1: I hope folks are enjoying this. Um, I'm loving being able to to talk with you about this. I, I've had a really, really good time being able to have this outlet and this opportunity. So I'm I'm hoping other folks are, are really enjoying the amount of time that we're spending on just talking together as opposed to just being a solo
0: show. Yeah, me too. Cause it's my, I'm much happier as well. Um, I'm much happier as well. And uh, i was really wondering if people would want to jump in and support or see different you know what they want to see the conversation or, and so just seeing 13 people say hey i'm supporting xep that blew my mind that was that was cool seeing yeah people check out what they were interested in and have the op- option to do that really really cool so uh shout out to to all all of you whether you have dropped a review on the show whether you've clicked a like whether you retweeted shared on instagram Uh, whether you were able to make the jump into Patreon, please never feel obligated. We're talking about it because it's new, but thank you for, for just listening in general. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Means the world. Big time. Well, that's going to be it for us. Logan, please let people know what they've got going on. What's happening over at Keelhauled and where can we find you?
1: Oh man, so you can find me over on Twitter as long as they allow me to tweet at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N um, and this week uh, Keohald, we're going to be talking about Community Day uh, Today is Community Day for Sea of Thieves. They have one of these every season uh, Right now there's a a gold renown and reputation uh, uh, faction like grade system that's going on, so the more you tweet about hashtag Sea of Thieves Community Day, the higher that grade goes so you get to two and a half times the multiplier for everything that you turn in for that whole day um they've got tons of drops going on they've got tons of of content going out and nominations for people getting cosmetics uh for being good parts of the community it's it's insane just like what's going on with all of that so i'll be talking about all that i'm going to be uh streaming later on today with my buddy davram who does another he does a sea of these podcast. we're going to be going through all the the lore story and stuff like that to kind of just really enjoy it um but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a crazy day for, for Thieves, but definitely keep an ear out if you have any interest in that. And if you guys have to have questions about Cthies, um, I, I love fielding those. So feel free to reach out to me.
0: There we go. And listeners, you can find me over on Twitter, Instagram, and Hive at Insipid Uh And of course, you can follow the show on all your podcast services. If you're able to drop reviews, we'd appreciate it. And of course, over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic week.